Jake, an event called Late Night Pancakes took place at EKU, Eastern Kentucky University. I understand that it happens every year, but this year something was different. Can, can you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every year, uh, we've been doing this for about 20 years, uh, and we usually plan between 1,000 to maybe 1,500 uh, students showing up. Uh, well, this year uh, is a little bit different. Uh, we ended up serving about 5,000 pancakes uh, to about 2,500-plus students. How on earth would that happen? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, I think it, it might have something to do with the, the freshman incoming class this year. Uh, they, I think it might be the largest freshman class that the EKU has seen. Uh, so we knew we needed to plan for more, but we had no clue that uh, it, would, it would be this kind of turnout. You had to make a lot more pancakes than intended. You know, how much effort was put into this? Was it like a day-long project? It was. We, we started uh, about 8 a.m., and uh, we, we prepared, we prepped, uh, we started cooking, and we finished about 3 a.m. the next day. So uh, almost a 24-hour period of, of laboring to, to make sure we can feed uh, our campus. And one article I was reading said that at one point there was like a, a two-block lineup to get in for pancakes? Yeah, it was, a, I wouldn't necessarily call it a line. It was more of a, a, a large swarm of people uh, lining the streets. And uh, we were trying to cook the pancakes as fast as we can on as many griddles as we had. And, uh, but we ended up, we ended up seeing uh, all the students come through and uh, got to build a lot of really great relationships. So inside, what was taking place? Kind of, you know, describe, if you will, kind of take us there mentally, what, what was going on? Yeah, so we had uh, several um, student leaders scattered throughout the lines, strategically placed uh, to strike up conversations uh, with incoming freshmen or with uh, sophomores or juniors. And their goal was simply to, uh, to get to know them, uh, but to share the gospel with them. They wanted to uh, show the love of Christ uh, as we physically serve them, but we also want to spiritually serve them. What is it about pancakes that seems so inviting, uh, you know, such a great comfort food? <laughs> I think uh, it probably goes back to our childhood, maybe. Uh, where it's just, uh, it puts us back at home where we're comfortable. And I think uh, it, the environment here at the BCM uh, definitely provided that level of comfort. Uh, for the, the conversations that were happening, it seemed people were very open uh, to talk about their faith, to talk about uh, their life and get personal. When you were having conversations, you and the, and the other crew members, what were you hearing as far as what the students were most concerned about right now, their biggest worry or anxiety issue or whatever? Yeah, uh, I would say most of the students are that were coming in, were the majority were freshmen. Uh, and for freshmen coming onto a college campus, it's got to be a daunting experience. Uh, and so their concerns were, uh, what's life going to look like? How, how is this freedom that I now have? Uh, how can I experience college? Uh, and uh, I think all all those, the combination of, of a new, the newness definitely puts more anxiety onto the life of the student. But uh, I think we were able to minimize that anxiety by giving them a place to come and experience uh, just comfort and the love of Christ. Did you sense any resistance to, to the gospel, to the message of Christ? Uh, you know, uh, stereotypical answers that you might get or questions, you know, or were hearts maybe more open than normal? 
uh, both. Uh, every time you share the gospel, uh, you're going to get a response, right? It's either going to be uh, they're going to reject Christ or they're going to, to listen. Uh, you see that with the Apostle Paul uh, time and time again. Uh, but God has called us to be faithful, to share the gospel uh, regardless of the outcome. And, uh, and he provides the fruit, which is the cool part. Uh, we just get to see God work as we uh, just faithfully tell people about who Jesus is and what he's done. And as far as your marketing went, there were some uh, pancake people out there too? Yeah, we had uh, a bunch of pancake costumes and syrup costumes uh, to, to get people excited. Uh, and then we also had um, student leaders strategically placed um, across the, the whole uh, front yard and down the street and in the building. Um, and their goal was to to build a relationship with these people, with these freshmen and sophomores, uh, to form a relationship, to share the gospel with them. Uh, and that's what I, I saw and I heard as I, as I walked up and down uh, listening to these student leaders uh, boldly proclaim their faith and talk about Jesus uh, and get to know uh, these students on a deeper level. As a leader, what is in your heart while you heard this going on? You, you, you saw the interaction. You saw the huge crowd. I mean, what was going through your mind and your heart? Well, I think about when Jesus saw the crowd and he had compassion on them. Um, it's easy to get caught up in the excitement, but uh, my heart began to to think of these these students aren't just students; they're they're souls, they're eternal beings, and uh, and I want to see them know Jesus. I want to see them embrace Jesus, uh, and it could start with something as simple as pancakes. Then I understand there was another event. What, a day or two later involving ice cream? Correct. So we had um, a follow-up event to reach just the freshmen. And the turnout to that is typically uh, a little bit around, maybe around 100 people. Um, But we ended up seeing about 350 people, uh, freshmen show up uh, to hang out, play games, eat some ice cream, uh, ice cream eating competitions, and uh, we saw more gospel conversations happen. And it was uh, just the most encouraging, heartwarming thing uh, to hear and to watch my student leaders uh, be risky with their faith and share the gospel. And I understand there was another event, a, a chapel service around that time that just got maxed out that you didn't expect? That is correct. We, had, uh, we have a weekly meeting uh, every Tuesday at 730 and this is a time where either I'll preach or a local pastor will come and preach, and we'll, we'll sing uh, worship songs. And um, we could not fit the amount of people that were coming into our building. So we created an overflow room. We were using bar stools and uh, benches and couches, and uh, we didn't have enough seats, so people just started sitting on the ground. And uh, it was just uh, electrifying to, to see the crowd uh, excited to, to learn more about Christ. So would you say that what you witnessed with these various events and, and the crowds and so forth was a, a God thing happening? Oh, unmistakable. Uh, I, there's no way uh, a man could pull this off. There's no way our student leaders or myself or, or anybody could uh, manufacture this. This is 100% the, the Holy Spirit at work, uh, and we just get to be spectators watching God move. So what will the next step be as far as uh, discipling, training, encouraging? Yes, there. The, as I pray uh, that the Lord would, we're, we're praying for 100 souls, 100 college students to come to faith this year. 
And I think that's a convenient prayer uh, to pray for revival. But um, I was convicted as I'm praying that, uh, that it's, it, we have to prepare for what God's going to do. Uh, if God saves a hundred people, we can't just leave them as baby Christians. We want to see them mature and grow in the likeness of Christ. And that takes sacrifice. It takes time. It takes energy. And so we are preparing uh, our student leaders to, to be uh, disciple makers who make disciples. Uh, so this multiplication process. All right. And a lot of good food in between. And a lot of good food in between. <laughs> All right, Jake, <laughs> I appreciate your sharing, sharing with us. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Richard.